Welcome to This Messianic Jewish Life. My name is Dorothy Gittleman, and in this podcast, I'll share my Messianic Jewish life experience as we explore the diversity of practice across the Messianic Jewish world. You've met Joe before as my co-host, exploring Messianic Jewish music. But this month, I get the opportunity to interview Joe as a guest. Joe works as a music teacher in the Boston, Massachusetts area, and is involved in Messianic Jewish life across many organizations. Have you met Joe already? Chances are decent you have. Joe, welcome back to This Messianic Life. Great to be here. Thank you, Dorothy. So today we are going to veer away from our regular and we're going to talk to Joe and give him a proper interview. So Joe, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do in life, and a little bit about your path to Messianic Judaism. Yeah, so where do I even begin? (laughs) Um, First of all, I would say um, I am Joe. I live in Boston and I'm sort of second generation. I am second generation, actually, Messianic Jew- uh, Jewish. And I was born and raised in this movement and I love it. And I'm probably going to be dead in this movement somehow, <laughs> you know? This is, a, this is a lifelong thing, you know, in it for the long haul here, um, which is really important. I think one of the verses of scripture that I've been thinking a lot about is um, Peter, you know, saying to Yeshua, Lord, where sh- uh, to whom shall we go? Your words have the eternal life. I'm like, where can I go at this point? Like, I, there's nowhere I can go. I, you know, I'm yeah. pretty much, I mean, I, I hate to use the word stuck, but like, I'm just like, I'm, and I'm thankful that I'm like here too. So it's, um, it's really something. So um, yeah, so I was born and raised in a Messianic household. Um, we, uh, my parents went to a Hebrew, like not, not Hebrew roots, but more of a like, you know, just understanding like, the Jewish roots of their faith kind of Bible study. And they found out about Simchat in that way. And, um, and Simchat is the congregation that I was born and raised in. And yeah, so the, my, and I don't know if you know the story, actually, you might, you might find this really cool. So my mom's first Bible study was actually Rabbi Tony's first Bible study. Oh, that's so really cool. First night that he was teaching at Ben and Madeline Bienas. Ben and Madeline were like the founders of the congregation. Of Simchat. Uh, of Simchat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like they, um, at, at their home, um, was Rabbi Tony's first Bible study that he was teaching. And my mom, um, you know, went to that Bible study the first night. So it was kind of like, there was just kind of a destiny like planted there. And my mom has worked at the congregation for how many years? Um, most of my life. So probably about 25 years. I know yeah. that she took some time off but yeah it's um she's definitely been uh, very faithful in that role of um being the assistant to the rabbi and um you know secretary and serving on the board and everything yeah. so very grounded and messianic home we um you know lit the um lit the candles every you know friday night and said shabbat blessings and always had shabbat dinner together saturday morning was at service sunday mornings probably outside of walmart selling donuts um, and 
fireworks. As a teen, yeah. As a teen, like, you know, trying to get, you know, raise money for our youth group because we would do fun things. We would do Shabbaton weekends. And you we went to Israel how many times? With um, I went to Israel with them 2003. Um, I was sick as a dog, but that was unfortunate. <laughs> so, um, and then 2005, I didn't go, but I went back in 2008. And that's okay. like where, you know, the Lord definitely uh, had a lot more like pull on my heart just, uh, you know, to get more serious with him and to actually read the Bible and to understand a little bit more. Like I always grew up knowing about Yeshua and like, you know, hearing things, but I just felt like it was real after that experience in 2008. So yeah, that's um, a little bit about the big picture. And then, you know, God has gifted me with a lot of talents, but one specifically um, is music. So I was serving in the worship team um, on a very young age at Simcott and uh, playing trumpet mostly and I also played a little bit of piano and um, then yeah I um, you know just the Lord made a way for me to go to Berkeley College of Music here in Boston um, where I currently live right now I never knew that I would be back in Boston and after that um, you know spent a gap summer yeah I guess you could call it a gap summer even though it was kind of wild um, it was a gap summer in Israel to, in 2014 and then after like a lot of prayer and consideration and just uh, spending time, just thinking about it, I went to seminary after that, um, got my master's of divinity and messianic studies. And yeah, now I'm currently a music teacher and I've been, um, you know, do, helping out with a lot of different messianic projects and, you know, behind the scenes and also trying to get a few of my own, own things, you know, done. I'm um, currently working on some recordings of getting some music out and, um, yeah, just um, very much involved with our messianic movement. So that's a that's the quick version, uh, even though it wasn't so quick. <laughs> that's all right. Um, so what affiliation, what organizations are you affiliated with? Oh, gosh, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Um, so I started, I mean, I was born and raised in the UMJC. Like that's what, um, even though Simchat, you know, my home congregation in Connecticut, um, was actually planted as a chosen people congregation. Did you know yes, that? I did know that because um, Sam Nadler, is that the right name? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like he came and did some workshops um, in the early 2000s, late 1990s, um, did a couple of workshops right around the time I got married in 2000. Um, and I heard those stories then. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, Sam, Sam is uh, fantastic. And also former chosen people president. Um, yeah, and so that's, um, yeah. So I've been involved with uh, UMJC, then, um, you know, went on a chosen people trip to Israel where we served and we did like a ton of things with Holocaust survivors. Um, and yeah, we did a Holocaust survivor banquet. We um, served like poor Russian immigrants and that kind of thing. It was like really cool just to do some outreach in Israel and like get to just feel God's like, heart for Israel and for the people and um, even going to do really cool things like Siderot, um, you know, just on the border, you know, where obviously there's been a lot of tension there lately, mm -hmm. you know, just with Gaza yeah. and all that, um, you know, getting to like, you know, work in a warehouse there and just like, you know, um, work on like, you know, packing trucks, like with um, different people and just, you know, assembly lining so that we can like, you know, serve poor Holocaust survivors we're living on the border. So um, CPM does a lot of really good work uh, there and everywhere. So chosen people I've been involved with, um, that's who I went to seminary with. And then it's funny. So 
I, I never, it's funny. I think the president of the union wanted me to go to a like leadership meeting, like one of the winter me- leadership meetings mm-hmm. um, in when I was going to seminary. He's, he said, Joe, you're, you're in seminary now. You should like be with the big boys. And I'm like, okay, um, that sounds cool. And, um, you know, I asked all my professors and they said, oh, um, well, if you went there, you would be missing classes. You're not going. And I'm like, okay. All right. And then the same leader said, okay, um, over Martin Luther King Jr. week, we're, um, we're doing like, you know, a shot baton thing. We'd love for you to come out, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, you know, Mitch, Mitch Glazer pulls me aside. He's like, what, why don't you go to like, you know, this uh, young messianic conference that hosted by, uh, you know, the young messianic Jewish Alliance. And um, Marty Getz is doing a workshop in uh, worship. So um, why don't, why don't you go down there? Why don't you go down to uh, Florida, you know, hmm. And um, he actually gave a scholarship to like several uh, seminary students. So um, yeah, there I was at a YMJ event, um, Young Messianic Jewish Alliance, and I didn't know anyone. <laughs> the only one that I knew was like a friend of mine, Ben Weissman. But okay. literally I was in a room full of people. I emailed like the coordinator, Mara, a few times, you know, who's uh, an incredible Messianic leader in her own right and all that. But it's like, I just was like, you know, I, I was in a room filled with Messianic people. I'm like, who are these people? You know, I never have met them. So um, so needless to say, I got very involved with YMJ fast, you know, went to um, that summit in 2016, mm-hmm. started going to Maasai conference, tried to go to, you know, I went 2017, 18, and 19. Obviously, 2020 didn't happen. 2021 yeah. be virtual. So um, yeah, I've been involved with like, the YMJA and, you know, the MJA side of things. So basically to answer your question, oh, and also um, <laughs> I've, uh, you know, been around like FFOZ settings too. Yeah. And I love the guys over at FFOZ. So it's like, I don't know, I'm a mutt. Like if I'm, I guess I would call myself a post-denominational Messianic Jew. <laughs> I love I that. I mean, really, I, I am. And I think that... <laughs> We need to tear down these organizations because we are such a small movement. We need to get to know with each other. We need to schmooze with each other. We need yeah. to like be one. You know, one of the things that I did in 2019 before all this COVID nonsense happened was um, I went down to Philly um, for something called the Gathering, yeah. and it was really cool. So it's like the Gathering had like all these young Messianic Jews, you know, 20s and 30s, and um, yeah. So basically, it was all these Messianic people who were gathered. Um, hence the name The Gathering, but it was sponsored by Congregation Beth Yeshua down in Philly, mm-hmm. but it had people from Jews for Jesus. It had chosen people, people. It had, you know, people from the UMJC, the MJAA, and it's like everyone was like, wanted to get to know each other, you know, yeah. it's like, I thought, and I thought it was a beautiful thing. It's like, we wanted to hang out. We wanted to, uh, you know, just fellowship and yeah, I mean, you know, late nights and everything. It was just like an incredible time. So I think like there's there's a yearning for our generation to just break down like any walls that have been built up. And I think it's um it's a beautiful it's a beautiful testimony. And I, I love all these people. So tell me more about some of the challenges that you feel like the messianic movement as a whole is facing right now. I think right now, um, I think it's growing pains. I think right now 
we are in a place where we are coming, we're regathering and rebuilding. Mm-hmm. We're coming back from a pandemic. You know, right. we're coming back from, you know, a time where we were apart. We were, we're coming back from a time where, you know, there was a lot of division um, in our country and, you know, there's still a lot of division like within people. And I think that right now, it's like, we need to be together and we need to just be like, we need to stick together in this. I think that one of the problems, I guess maybe one of the problems might be is just growing pains. Like we want to see our movement grow, but it's also the fact that like, we are still, we're still a young movement. We're still trying to like figure out the way of our, um, of where we've come from and where we're going. And I think that we're still trying to define ourselves rather than just like doing the work of Messiah. I think that, you know, we need to just, you know, I think it's important to define ourselves, but I also think it's important to, you know, continue to do the work of Messiah, to continue to, you know, just reach out to those, um, you know, who are Jewish and who are not Jewish too, and um, just say, hey, this is a home for you. You know, a Messianic congregation should be a home for all people, you know. So how would you see congregations could do the work of our Messiah more? I think, I don't know. I just think that like for, for me, it's like, I live in Boston right now. And it's just like, there's so many opportunities. There's so many opportunities to reach out to like the poor and the needy and, um, you know, just uh, taking care of those and like even having a mitzvah day, you know, I know that one thing that like I've seen in the Jewish community is to do a mitzvah day, but also just like really just trying to reach out to the uh, Jewish community, the wider Jewish community and love and, you know, trying to like interact with you. I think it was Rabbi Tony who said, you can't reach Jewish people if you don't know Jewish people. Right. I'm like, preach. That's like, that's so good because it's like, we need to, you know, get to know Jewish people. We need to get to know them. We need to like have relationships and, you know, build them and not to say, oh yeah, we want you to like change your religion and like come over to like the dark side as, you know, (laughs) believing in the it's like, we need you to, uh, you know, we need to develop friendships. I think that, you know, um, I'm a very relational person. I want to get to know people. I want everyone to like have a cup of coffee and just like hang out and schmooze and that kind of thing. So I think like we need to be placed in places where we can do that. And we can just like invite, you know, people just to come and just experience and come and see where congregations are all about. So you have a bachelor's in music, you have a degree from a seminary and you're teaching music now. Where do you see the combination of music degree and a, a seminary degree and masters of divinity taking you in the future? Yeah, that's a good question. I think in some ways I'm like doing it right now. Um, there's just a lot of, I think that like right now I'm definitely doing a lot of, um, vol- I would say volunteer things within the messianic world, um, helping out with some friends projects, like I said. Um, but like, ultimately, maybe, maybe one day it's becoming like, you know, musical congregation leader, maybe it's, you know, being the rock and rabbi, I, I don't know, I, I really don't know where that's like, going to, you know, change or anything like that. But it's just like, I love teaching music, I love, you know, really that and I would love to you know be a worship leader maybe in a congregation I would love to you know just get some of my own music out there I've been writing Mm -hmm. some music and yeah looking to just um you know put it out there and um for congregations to use it and even help congregations as well you know current congregations be stronger and 
even work with worship teams that like, you know, be kind of a consultant, you know, right. that's also something that I've been um, eyeing as well. And I think that there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of needs right now. Um, like I said, you know, we're coming out of pandemic and it's just, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of room to grow. And I think that yeah. there's a lot of things that we can um, improve upon and even think about ideas too. Um, I think I might've told you about this too. Um, there was, um, I spent some time in New York and one of our field education assignments like at Feinberg was to actually like go to different congregations, right? And yeah. like, you, know, you could go to two non-Messianic synagogues and then one Messianic synagogue every semester. So it's like, it could, the Messianic one could be the same one if you wanted to, but the two non-Messianic, they wanted to encourage you to check out different things. So I went to a place called the Lab Shul, which was- Oh, I remember you telling me about this, yeah. This is so wild. So I love like New York because everything is temporary. Like there is not one like place. So, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, different kinds of um, synagogues that, you know, meet in different places. So this lab shul meets from place to place to place. And so, you know, one one time I went there, they went at a jazz club. One time they met oh, wow. at like a, um, you know, at church, like, and then like yeah. in hall. And yeah, so I got there. Um, the first time I went there, they were meeting at church and it's like, they had a tour study at 930. I'm like, might as well go, you know? So, uh, you know, I got there a little bit late, but yeah, they were wrapping up the tour study and, um, you know, was welcomed with open arms. The rabbi was very enthusiastic mm -hmm. and all that. And um, yeah, then I went downstairs and they had like worship and they had an Isidor, so they didn't have anything printed for you but they had like an overhead and um, the overhead had all the liturgy and everything. Mm -hmm. And they had some very interesting adaptations. So instead of saying Melech HaOlam, they actually said Ruach HaOlam because, Ooh, okay. well, <laughs> you know, putting God as a king is kind of just subjecting him to something. Whereas, you know, Ruach is more fluid and that yeah, kind yeah. of thing, which yeah. obviously... I wouldn't agree with, I don't think you would agree with, I don't think a lot of our listeners would agree with, but hey, listen, this is like, you know, interesting things that they're doing with the liturgy. Um, yeah. And so they went through kind of a traditional service where you could pick out the different elements. You knew when Barhu was, you yeah. knew when Shema was, but there was a lot of like breathing exercises and like there oh. were a lot of like, there's a lot of meditation. Mm -hmm. um, their Kiddushah was wild because they actually did like, they didn't have an ark, but they took out the Torah and like actually had like someone holding the Torah as like, you know, the, you know, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh was happening. And it was a song. It was not like the formal prayer. So yeah. it's like, there was a lot of experimental things, but then the Torah service starts and you know, it's the Torah service because they start parading the Torah everywhere. <laughs> and then they have like this thing called storytelling. So storytelling is basically like a dramatic reading of the Torah portion. So they only do like a once a month, like Shabbat morning service yeah. like this. So it's like they had dramatic actors and people play out the Parshas. And obviously you wouldn't do it on like Vayikra, like, or maybe if you did it on Vayikra, like, you know, the, uh, the Parsha, like, you know, Leviticus one through six, you could like be really creative and like, you know, dream your wildest dreams about what like sacrifices <laughs> would look like. But like, yeah, they, they had like, I think it was Shlachacha, which is actually um, this week's Parsha, um, oh, yeah. like the, the Parsha that we're recording this week, you know, like talking about the 12 spies and like, you know, actually having people and they had different like people come up for Aliyot saying, okay, if you feel like 
you have a courageous spirit come up for this aliyah and so everyone like was holding like the eight seam like of the torah so like you know the torah rollers and everything and you said like the blessing um together and then they had someone chant it and then they continued the narrative of the story so it's like you had like a bunch of people and they had like you know about three or four aliyot and then you got into discussion groups like and talked about like what what did you feel like how what did you experience they had discussion questions about it and like you know and there was no formal sermon but it's like that was that and then you know they finished obviously with Yelinu, mourners mm-hmm. kaddish um and a very like festive kind of kiddish and like action planning lunch like how are you going to make like your you know, like the world better like how are you going to make the world a better place in this next week like just think tank kinds of things and i'm like Okay, this is so experimental right now, but this is so yeah. something that the messianic world could do. Like, right. I don't know. I'm, I don't think that we need like a weekly Shabbat. I, this sounds heretical. I don't think we need a weekly Shabbat service. I think we need like things to go on during the week that encourage community. Maybe right. it's a Friday night service. Maybe it is a Saturday morning service, like alternating. I, I don't know. Like, I love Simcha because, you know, there is a like, you know, the fourth Shabbat of the month is a mincha service right, right. With, like the meal of messiah and i think that's you know again thinking outside of the four like walls of you know everything has to be set in stone yeah. at this time and this way and this right. is how people have done it you know for thousands of years i think judaism is always evolving so it's like seeing right. that evolving judaism in new york really excites me so um yeah i mean all that to say i think that like we need to start thinking outside the box that we um you know we need to have like, you know, the set things at the set times and the set ways. So it's like, I think we can just like, yeah, again, I'm like post-denominational in, in this way kind of thinking. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. So Joe, um, one of the questions I, I'm really curious is how does your faith as a Messianic Jew show up in your life? So how does your faith in Yeshua combined with your faith, your walk in Judaism show up in your everyday life or your, the rhythm of life? Yeah, that's a good question. I think like, I think as far as like rhythms go, rhythm of daily prayer, like starting every morning, reading, like reading the Bible, like going through like the Bible, whether it's like, you know, going through the weekly Torah portion on Friday or like, you know, just reading through scripture Um, and just like really being honest about like who I am. You know, if people say, oh, like, is there something going on Saturday for you? And I'm like, yes, there is. Right. <laughs> it's Shabbat, you know, it's like, and um, if people do have questions, like I'll, I'll give the answers, you know, about, you know, who I am and what I do and, you know, what, um, you know, even just like, you know, nitty gritty about the faith, um, you know, that I believe in. So it's like, there's, um, yeah, there's a lot of really um, ways. And it's just like, if people, like I said, I'm very re- relational. If you want to hear the whole thing, um, get me a cup of coffee and like, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's chat here, you know? So I think, you know, yeah. And, um, I do have a non, you know, Yeshua believing Jewish boss who, you know, really, I don't know. She's like, she loves everything progressive in the Jewish community. She loves, you know, LGBTQ. She loves mm-hmm. like a lot of, um, you know, free Palestine stuff. She loves like all these kinds of things. And it's just like, you know, listen, hey, I'm not going to change the world in one conversation. But, you know, listen, if I can like peel off the layers and actually just, uh, you know, get to that center of who Yeshua is, you know, just working on a team with her, then like, 
hey, that that's great, you know. Right. Uh, you know, I'll I'll drink to that. But yeah, it's just it's important to just you know, I think you know, to be a team player, to continue just like you know, stewarding the gifts that God has given me, and just continue to uh, to develop them. That's excellent. Is there anything that you'd like to add that I haven't asked you yet? Um, <laughs> this could go anywhere. Um, uh, I think that like, so I think some some of this might sound like I'm against like the form of Messianic Judaism. I'm not. I think that like, you know, we we practice something that has evolved. You know, I think that you know, once you know the Ruach has like you know came upon the disciples, it's like they didn't start a new religion all completely. They were still devoted, you know, at yeah. or, you know, they went to the temple at the time of prayer. I think we can still go to the temple at the time of prayer, but I think that like, we need to continue knowing that, you know, we live in a whole different society that, you know, um, Judaism is constantly evolving as well. I think that, you know, as we like live in a society where that's like, I think that we can see like, and even just appreciate like what the Jewish world has to offer us and it's changing and even the Christian world like what it's offering us and I think that we can like even you know just yeah borrow the best from both worlds I don't think it's like you know I don't think it's two books I think that you know there's no page between the old the old testament and the new testament I think the Tanakh and the Brit Hadashah are like one continuous story so yeah if it sounds like I'm like you know derogatory to this movement I'm not, I just think that, you know, sometimes we think of ourselves in a bubble and um, we need to get out of that bubble. Yeah, that makes sense. So to wrap up, um, can you name me a Messianic Jewish leader that you admire? Oh gosh, one. (laughs) Top three. Okay, Um, I would probably say Rabbi Rush Resnick. Absolutely incredible, Um, you know, here in the States. He's been faithful and he started, you know, literally living off trail mix, as you probably know, you know, he was a hippie Um, and yeah, just incredible. Um, I would probably say um, over in Israel, um, right now I'm reading his book and I really admire this man for like what he's done over in the land of Israel is um, Eitan Shishkov. Okay. Um, Yeah, at um, Tents of Mercy, really has built like a lot of amazing things. Um, and his new book with all your heart is just incredible. Um, it's a treasure trove of just wisdom. And then, um, number three would probably be Mitch Glazer. Okay. You know, he's just always has his hand in something and just like continues to build and yeah, Mitch and Zahava have been so faithful to our movement. Uh, I mean, all these guys have been so faithful oh, in my years. So it is hard to pick, but it's nice to hear, you know, people's favorites. What is bringing you joy right now? What is bringing me joy right now, um, besides this interview? Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think the fact that like we are rebuilding right now. We are (laughs) regathering from COVID. We are regathering from this crazy time. And I think that, you know, there are new ideas that we're we're seeing and even just new people that are filtering in and, you know, new, new ideas. I mean, um, Ruach, which, where I go, you know, um, you know, occasionally to uh, lead worship and all that, um, they're actually been doing outdoor services. And okay. it's a really beautiful thing. It's like a really like, it's really cool to see that, you know, there's a community that's doing outdoor services and getting more people trying to like come out and like commit. So it's like, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I think there's a lot of really um, good ideas that, like, and I think it gives me joy that, you know, we're starting to kind of push the envelope a little bit. That's cool. Um, one of the authors I like, Gretchen Rubin, she talks about habits and she says a good time to build a habit is at a time of change. So if you move or if you start a new job, you, starting a new habit is a good good time to do when you're changing things. And so I think this is the truth right now. We all are coming back so we can start new habits. And I think it's true for our organizations as well as us personally. Absolutely. Oh my word. Yeah. So Joe, we will see you again next month with a new episode with Joe, but this is really fun to just talk to you and get your background and your story. Yeah, no, this is great. Um, Thank you for the invitation and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you for being on this Messianic Life. Thank you. I hope you continue to join me in this journey. Send me any questions, comments, or ideas. Is there someone you would like me to interview, or would you like to come on the show? Email me or send me a DM. As always, you can find Joe Materco on Facebook at Joe Materco or on Instagram at PianoJoe251. You can follow me at This Messianic Life on Instagram and Facebook. There are links in the show notes to social media and playlists on Spotify and YouTube. Let's connect next time on This Messianic Life.